Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Kids should not be into politics. Kids should not be used for your politics. And I I will admit to you that regardless of your side of the aisle, I do not understand the people who in their homes, 24-7, 365, are running cable news. I don't get that at all. Don't Don't you get driven mad? Don't you want a break? And who's in the house with you? Your kid is subjected to a 24-7 diet of MSNBC or CNN or Fox. It's just, there's no way that's healthy, right? There's no way that's good for you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The book, Let's Go Barbecue. Recipes, tips, and tales from the pit. We released that Father's Day. Perfect for Christmas. It is the Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Let's Go BBQ. Available at Amazon.com. I I bring this up because of this story regarding Moms for Liberty. Let me say it again. Moms for Liberty is not the problem. Moms for Liberty is not a terrorist group. Moms for Liberty is not a hate group. The people who say so are ridiculous. What they want is they want to have total control over the education system in America. And how dare you think that you should have a say in what happens? This is clearly the argument. This is what's going on. Moms for Liberty as a hate group is laughable. There have been groups uh, within that uh, organization that, uh, that have made mistakes. I'm not going to say no to that. I'll, I'll clearly say yes to that. But mistakes are just that. The idea that as a group of people, they're wrong for wanting to know what's happening in their kids' education. Well, the people opposed to Moms for Liberty, I think, are the real enemy. And I mean enemy in, in that way. If you oppose parents having a say in their kids' education, that is the the headspace of the enemy. That somehow the parent should be cleaved from the child. That, to me, is an enemy thought process. It's an enemy thought process because you're saying that the parents' rights end after birth, which, uh, for many of these people, you want to decide whether it happens in the first place. But it, that's what you're saying. After that, your job is to breed and move on. We, the state, will take care of the rest. And very often you hear this from the education folk because they claim that the parent is not qualified. Well, I argue that the training for education clearly has developed a massive amount of unqualified people. Because you have the degree in education does not make you qualified to be a teacher. If you're somebody who believes that you should be able to bring your pronouns to the classroom, you're not qualified to bring to be a teacher. If you're somebody who believes that certain flags of political persuasions as opposed to just the American flag should fly in your classroom, you're not somebody prepared to be a teacher. If you're somebody who believes that you should be sharing your innermost uh, details, fantasies, stories, lives with students as opposed to educating them, you're not prepared to be a teacher. You're not qualified to be a teacher. It doesn't matter that you have a degree. This is exactly the problem we see with higher education is that the degree is utilized as a shield and a cudgel. You can't argue with me. I have a degree from so-and-so. So what? Do you think the degree from Harvard really matters anymore? Now, two months ago, I would have said something different. Two months ago, I pushed my own kid. You should, you should apply to Harvard. Dad, you do not want me going to Harvard. True, True, but if you get in, uh, you've got the degree, you'll be able to do anything because people still 
feel that way. That was before October 7th, before the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel, and before uh, Harvard and Columbia and the others showed themselves to be these Jew-hating bigots who won't tell their students, hey, you could say these things, but understand that you're wrong. Hamas is a terrorist organization and Israel has the right to exist. They wouldn't say that. As a matter of fact, professors said to the university after pressure, how dare you say that to the students? They can, they can understand. They know that, that Israel is, is the oppressor because, of course, they're not teaching and engaging in education. They're engaging in Marxism, which is, again, a reason why the degree doesn't necessarily mean an expertise based on what it is they're being taught. Now, this is all about, of course, a... a uh, a failure of the system, and our lack of faith in, in the system. But focusing on education just for a moment, having a degree does not make one an expert. If you believe the parent should be extricated from the situation, which is the education of the child, you're not an expert. You're the enemy. I shouldn't say you. They're the enemy. Much better. Moms for Liberty got a package in the mail. And the Moms for Liberty people received a package from the Seattle School District. And it included a letter. And the letter uh, asked Moms for Liberty to read the cards that were included in this package, quote, from concerned middle school students in Seattle, Washington. Is that right? The letter was from Ann Christensen. She's a social studies teacher in the school staff directory, but she's also the GSA coordinator. Now, GSA is the Gay Straight Alliance, and there is no doubt in my mind, and there are conversations galore about this, that the Gay Straight Alliance is utilized as a way of pushing politically into kids' lives. It is utilized as a tool to engage confusion, but mostly, uh, I, I, I would argue, and people could disagree with this point, uh, it's, it's to push things politically. Without question. Politically to the political left, of, of course, uh, and to decide that anything on the political right is fascism or whatever it is that, that gets said uh, any, any day of the week. The letters from the concerned middle school students included messages like LGBTQ rights are human rights, gay is slay, stop being a rat, and love is love. So what happened here is that this teacher, along with others, looked at middle school students and said, we can use them as both a weapon and a shield. And for that, I would fire the teacher and anybody who participated. When I say that just because you have a degree in education doesn't mean that you're qualified, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Because a degree in education should also come with some understanding that children are not there for your political purposes. Also, they're not your kids. This is the, 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 the toughest one because teachers for forever have been referring to kids as their students. They've been referring to kids as their students because it, it was a sense of pride and and they're they're focused on on educating these kids and 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 really helping these kids become better people and i i absolutely agree they took it as a as a moment of pride without question um uh as something uh, that was lofty it was a goal right to to feel that connection 
with the students. What is what it has become is this belief that somehow uh, that the teacher is the parent and more important than the parent uh, is superior to the parent uh, and and has to be because the parent isn't qualified, isn't educated, isn't good enough. You know, it's probably a bigot. And therefore, I say to you without any reservation that an education degree is simply not enough. That is not proof of qualification. And in this case, using children, middle schoolers, as an attack vehicle and as a shield from any response is so despicable that not only should the teacher be fired, but whoever is in charge of the social studies program in the middle school should be fired, just as a lesson to everybody else. Kids are not weapons. And you shouldn't subject your kids to your politics. I do this for a living. And you guys know I do six hours a day and I do some TV stuff and I do other podcasts. I'm, I'm, I'm talking all the time. I don't do this with my kids. The rule in our house, and first of all, there is no cable news in the house. We don't even have cable. There's no cable news on in the house running 24-7. That is a nutty way to live. Um, the rule in, 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 in the house is, is that you do not have to believe what I believe. You do not have to believe what I believe at all. What you have to be able to do is back up what you believe. You have to be able to explain yourself and your position. I was having a conversation with my oldest yesterday to which we were talking about Marvel movies and how everything has gone to pot in the world of Marvel. It's just a big hot mess. And my oldest was arguing that they simply put out too much content. I argued that the content that they put out failed to recognize the audience and they went into all these other woke categories and all these other uh, uh, progressive uh, namesake ideas as opposed to good filmmaking. My oldest said that might be, but the problem is they decided to launch everything on on Disney Plus. They got out of the movie business and then they forced you to have Disney Plus to understand the movies. And then they put five different, six different shows together and then four different movies to try and bring you back to some kind of understandable timeline. And it was simply too much for people. My oldest didn't back down from my conversation. My oldest brought data and explanation to why they believe what they believe. And I said, that's a dang good point. Because it was. And I think we would agree with it. And we could also argue, well, there's a bit from column A and a bit from column B. Both things could be true. But the idea that, okay, here is is my take and here's why I have my take, meaning here's how I back up what I believe, man, that's everything. That's it. That's where it's at. And personally, I think that that's where you should want your kid to be. Agreeing with me just because I'm dad, because I do this for a living? That's nonsense. That is a ridiculous idea. You got to have your own mind. You got to have your own thoughts. Now, does this mean, let's say you are going to go to some uh, uh, Independence Day event or you're going to go to a pro-Israel rally? Yeah, of course you could take your kid. I'm not arguing that you don't want to expose them to things and share things and why you believe what you believe. That's extremely important. But that's your kid. 
In this case, none of these kids belong to the teacher. The teacher is given the unbelievable opportunity via the respect of the parents to help educate the child. And instead, the teacher used the kid as a weapon and a shield to move a political ideology. Fire the teacher, fire the supervisor. But also, let's make sure these kids understand how wrong they are. Now, uh, children... I've said this before, I'll say it again, should be seen and not heard. That is absolutely true. To an extent, I like when we have uh, family dinners and friends over and there are adults asking questions and there's adult conversation that the kids are, are, are listening to because they learn how to engage. It's, it's extremely important and they need to see that. They need to be around that. They need to, be, uh, they need to feel that so they, they, they know how, the, how, how it works. And that there might be other thoughts and ideas. You don't have to react to that idea. Just think about it and be like, oh, I agree. Oh, I disagree. Wait, what does that mean? And ask questions later, all that kind of stuff. Extremely important. But the reason we don't let children make decisions is because they're kids and they don't know what the hell they're doing. In this case, if you're writing a letter that says LGBTQ rights are human rights, you should be told respectfully, child, uh, you don't know what that means because nobody does. What does that mean that they're human rights? And and is there some other kind of right that somebody who's gay has that, that, that somebody who's straight doesn't have? And why would you be okay with some people having rights and some people not having rights? Why would that not be considered the most bigoted of ideas? And also when we're talking about LGBTQ, forget the Q, the questioning thing, the issue here is the T because no one's talking about the L, the G, or the B. But the idea that a boy could say they're a girl or a girl could say they're a boy, well, they can say it, but it's not true. And we should make sure that we throw teachers out of the classroom and out of education as a whole if they say that it is true because it's a lie. I'm sorry the teacher lied to you, student. But boys will never be girls and girls will never be boys. They can feel a certain way. They can think a certain way. They can dress a certain way. They can act a certain way. But in reality, boys will never be girls and girls will never be boys. And the idea of LGBTQ rights are human rights. That's to believe in subset groups. No, no, no. We are covered in the United States by the Constitution. I don't know what human rights are. I know what the Constitution is. And no one is above the law. Gay is slay, stop being a rat. I had to ask a, a Gen Zer, uh, stop being a rat, stop being a jerk, I think is what it means. And slay, wonderful, terrific, awesome. Um, so when you say gay is slay, are you saying that people should say that they're gay because that way they can uh, think of themselves as awesome and other people think of them as awesome? How about the idea of, uh, you know what, I'm not gay, but that's cool. You are gay and that's fine and that's it. Why is this, the, why, why the exaltation? Seems pretty weird. Seems to be something you would be opposed to if some other group tried to exalt the, themselves. It just seems to me, middle schooler, that you haven't thought about these things, which is okay because you're in middle school. Of course you haven't thought about these things. Or, or the teacher uh, here who thinks it's okay to abuse middle schoolers through this uh, told you to write this. As a matter of fact, who knows if the teacher didn't write these things her damn self. And then most importantly, love is love. Now, this is the one. This is the one that's so incredibly, incredibly important to, to, to get into.
Because Lin-Manuel Miranda first said this, uh, Grammys, I think it was, or maybe it was the Tonys, love is love is love is an acceptance speech. Uh, love is not love. Lin-Manuel Miranda was wrong. Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, Into the Heights, uh, Hamilton, that Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, he's wrong. Love is not love. A 35-year-old saying they love a 14-year-old is not love. That is abuse, and that should be met with force. It's not love. Uh, whatever you want to call it, it is not love. And to allow it is not love, to allow it is vicious hate. To allow children to be abused is vicious, vicious hate. There's a guy out there who beats his wife. Sadly, this happens. And you know what he says? But I love her. Is love love? I rest my case. It was that easy to explain. So why is it that we keep seeing this nonsense of love is love? Do you think that the teacher is qualified to educate your kids when teaching children that kind of claptrap, sloganeering nonsense to move a political uh, agenda against a group of moms who wants to actually ensure that their kids are educated properly and not indoctrinated by the crap they just got mailed to them? All I know is this story, I think, should bring another 10,000 moms to Moms for Liberty. Moms for Liberty is right. And these so-called educators who buy into this nonsense and engage this bigotry and do this to middle schoolers, they don't deserve a place in our society. They could be on the fringes, screaming to the wind. Seems to me Moms for Liberty is in the right. And it seems to me that Seattle parents better keep an eye on what the hell the teachers are doing, you know, for their kids. I'm Tony Katz. Curious to see how everybody's Cyber Monday went, or really how Black Friday went, how all of the spending went. You had Black Friday, you had Small Business Saturday, you had uh, the, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the Cyber Monday. Did we see more spending? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on, everybody? And is the more spending because things are more expensive or because actual more, actually more goods got um, uh, sold? It was uh, the New York Times that put out uh, the, the piece uh, there's a lot riding on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. The White House and economists will be closely watching the annual shopping events for insight into what the data says about the state of the consumer, which I have argued the state of the consumer is um, they're shell-shocked. They're, everything is just so much more expensive. But I also have stated, this is anecdotal, of course, the shopping I've seen for years is unbelievable. Restaurants are full and, and the stores are full. As gets pointed out to me by economist Dr. Matt Will, who we have often on the show, well, one of the reasons restaurants are full is because restaurants closed up during COVID and some of them never reopened. So you have less places to go. Well, that's, that, that's true. I also uh, note that I got Chinese food on Sunday for the family. I uh, just wanted a break from the Thanksgiving stuff and all the leftovers were gone because uh, I can make a brisket like nobody's business. Uh, and uh, it was uh, for four people and there were some egg rolls and some soup and it was $100. How in the world do you make sense of it all? And then you learn that the TSA, the Transportation Safety Authority, you know, the blue glove that checks you out at the airport, uh, had its most screenings ever on Sunday. So people were flying. 
what to make of this economy. We're going to keep working on this. Keep covering it in every way. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Not everyone is lost when it comes to understanding that Hamas is the enemy of free and thinking people, that Hamas is a terrorist organization that has to be destroyed, and that the issue here regarding what's happening in Israel is because Hamas is a terrorist organization that wants all Jews gone. People do get it. It's just been amazing for many how many haters there are out there. They'll look the other way about what Hamas did and scream oppressors uh, about Israel because everything has been reduced to Marxism. And they'll go out, we have to block the Manhattan Bridge in New York and with signs that say free Palestine, but they don't mean free Palestine. They mean end of Israel. That's what they mean. They still lie about their objective, even though lately this is becoming more and more apparent, especially from the pseudo-intellectual set at universities and other places. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. And there is uh, a reporter in the UK by the name of Owen Jones. I don't know anything about Owen Jones who is is one of these people who will tell you that not only is, is Israel wrong, is Israel the, the, the problem, is Israel the issue, but you know what? I've taken a look at the footage regarding October 7th when Hamas engaged this attack. I have questions. I don't believe uh, that this footage is accurate. I don't know if this was... Uh, created by the Israeli Defense Forces or not. It is, of course, the the level of obscenity here to think that, well, I, I, I can't prove it. Oh, please, this has happened uh, in, in Indianapolis, uh, where, where I am, where there are newly elected uh, city officials who will gladly say on social media, oh, I, don't, I don't have proof of this. I don't know if Israel's telling the truth here. We have video footage, and the video comes from Hamas members of what they did on October 7th, and they want to act like it's not real. Well, this led to a conversation uh, that took place in the UK. I shared with you the what, what I consider to be the, the rather ugly statements of Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan wants to, uh, as I share, as I shared, uh, question what it is that, that Israel is doing. And, and this asking in this pretend seriousness, who's the terrorist? Well, during- well, I think I've got it right here. Here it is. I told them to call it off. Well, during that bombardment, I asked at what point does Israel's current military strategy become the very terrorism it professes to be fighting? And today I'm beginning to ask myself that exact same question you're saying that israel responding to the terrorist attacks of hamas is akin to terrorism because of some view you have of how a war should be fought this to me as as i stated is piers morgan 
um, giving aid and comfort to Hamas and being a supporter of Hamas. That's what it is. He can argue it's different, but the idea that a reaction and a response from Israel is unacceptable because you think it's too personal is a weird statement. I would argue first, of course, it's personal. I would assume the United States may have taken Pearl Harbor personal as well, as long with uh, September 11th. And I would argue that the response to Pearl Harbor was absolutely accurate. And the response to September 11th wasn't in any way tough enough. My take. But the idea that Israel is akin to a terrorist organization is to give aid and comfort to Hamas. That's what I'm saying appears Morgan. Luckily... There are people at this same network over there, Talk TV, who understand that this is madness. One of these people is Douglas Murray, who uh, we've heard before as a, as a journalist and, and speaking about what's going on. And he is speaking to the anchor. Her name is Julia Brewer. And this is their conversation horrific video by all accounts that Israel has put together of Hamas footage, CCTV uh, and, uh, and body cam footage of the events of October the 7th. It is by all accounts horrific. Journalists, hard bitten war reporters who've come out and, you know, cried, vomited, people struck down by how horrific it is. Although it doesn't have some of the most horrific events uh, involved. But Bowen Jones went to see it. He, he's, he's, he's written notes, he's come out and basically done a video saying, but we don't see any children being killed or beheaded. We don't see women being raped. We've only really got Israel's words for it. We don't see a lot of these, this brutality that we're told about. Mm, mm, questioning it. Now, what do you make of that from someone who appears to take everything that Hamas, last time I looked, a prescribed terrorist organisation, takes virtually everything they say as given as the gospel truth and yet, when the democratically elected government puts out video footage, verified a lot of it, you know, by NGOs, by witness statements, by path, you know, the pathological, you know, uh, results, he 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 for some reason doesn't accept it. What does that tell you? Well, it tells me that he's not just frivolous but sick. Um, he was probably eating popcorn during the video. I imagine um, this is a man who spent 20 he spent his youth editing hamas's wikipedia page to make sure that hamas looked better uh, uh than it does uh he obviously has a sort of obsession uh, about uh, groups like this it's quite communist but it's quite common for the sort of so there's a misspeak uh it's quite common for the sort of far left to take any revolutionary movement and hug it close because they always want to just bring down the society that they're in. Uh, that's why, you know, it's, it's otherwise inexplicable that radical leftists would find anything in common with a group like Hamas. Yes. But um, there are always, you know, people who do that. As I say, they, they just find they're sort of hot for any uh, violent revolutionary group. It is a pleasure to hear people speaking so honestly that uh, much of this Hamas support is just support for the next revolution thing. They just they just love the idea. Oh, look at all these fighters. We got to be with the fighters. They don't even know what it is they're fighting. They don't know what it is uh, that, that it is that they support. It's just like when you see the people holding the signs, they're gay, and it says queers for Palestine. W what? If you lived... First of all, you don't even know what you mean by Palestine. But if you lived in Gaza for a week, they'd kill you. Sharia has no place for you. Only the United States is like, welcome. 
And then you tell us how the United States is horrible and oppressive. Oh, stop talking, you leftist freak children. Because, of course, it's the leftist freak children. You understand it has nothing to do with being gay. It has to do with political ideology. Always remember that. When people talk about why do black people think a certain way? Whoa! That is not true. In the vast majority of cases, you're talking about leftist ideology. You're not talking about people who are black, although there can be things that are said by people who are black taking a look at society as a whole. But those things are much smaller things. When we get into the political things, those things are leftist things because the left does not even view black people who disagree with them as black. Remember, if you're black and conservative to the left, you're not really black. If you're a woman and conservative, you're not really a woman. If you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay. And if you're Jewish and conservative, who cares? You Jews are guilty anyway. That's how the left feels. That's what Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Andre Carson, Jamal Bowman, and Acosta Cortez, and Ayanna Presley have taught the rest of us. So it's good to hear people being so clear and so honest and so incredibly focused. Now, this all brings us to the ceasefire. So the hostages are still being released. The ceasefire got extended two days. Another 10 hostages a day being released by Hamas. But they're not releasing all hostages. As a matter of fact, they sent the youngest to another terrorist organization. That news has got people pretty sickened that Hamas gave a 10-month-old and I think a four-year-old, their brothers, I believe it is, uh, to another terrorist organization. That way, any deal that Israel has with Hamas is not a deal they have with the others, and they can extract their own price, exact their own price and extract their own wants. Anybody who trusts Hamas is completely out of their mind. Hamas is a despicable, disgusting terrorist organization, and the people who do not believe in its destruction are supporters. That's my take. Write it down. Take it home. That's where I'm at. Which now brings this story out of CBS. Hamas says it's open to a new ceasefire deal with hostage with, with Israel as hostage release brings joy. So what are we hearing? Little signs of, hey, we'll release everybody. We'll release IDF soldiers. We'll release men. We'll release everybody. It just has to stop. The war has to stop. Now, this is an interesting conversation because I have stated rather clearly that it can't stop. Hamas has to go. It's the only way you're going to have peace. Let me say for the record, I still believe this. And if Israel stops... Israel is wrong. Tony, you're a warmonger. Oh, no, I'm trying to put an end to it. I'm trying to put an end to the madness. You want to tell me about all the innocent Palestinians. I want to talk about all of the innocent. See the difference between those two conversations? I want to talk about the innocent. 
I want to talk about actual peace, which cannot occur until Hamas is gone. And who in the world would trust Hamas? We are in a ceasefire. Israel's in a ceasefire with Hamas. Explosives, gunfire. This took place by Hamas against Israeli soldiers. Israeli soldiers were injured in these explosions while the ceasefire is going on and IDF stayed within the agreed ceasefire line. Hamas cannot be trusted. Hamas gave a four-month-old to, I'm sorry, a 10-month-old, I apologize, a 10-month-old and a four-year-old to another terrorist organization. They cannot be trusted. You now want to do what? Engage a full-on ceasefire and end of all hostilities with an organization that is sworn to kill you and will still try? If Israel does this, they're out of their holy damn minds. You see that? That is me criticizing Israeli policy. Do you see the difference? Do you see how that works? You can criticize Israeli policy all you want. That is different than questioning whether Israel should exist. I want Israel to exist, thus I criticize the policy because the policy will lead to the eradication of Israel. Are you insane? It's exactly what I'd say to Benjamin Netanyahu. Are you nuts? For Blungeon and Cup. Trust me, some people understood that line. They know their Yiddish better than you. Madness. No, I do not support this in the slightest. I don't support this ceasefire because I don't want Hamas having the opportunity to rebuild and reload. And that's what's happening. Everybody knows this. What I have said to myself is I have to believe that Israel understands this. They know where the people are. They know what's coming. And therefore, they will act in a way to be able to handle it because they know where the threat's coming from. But I would have said that on October 6th and you had people flying in as if they were on kites on October 7th. So maybe I have to measure my words a little bit more. I'm still angered by this, still disgusted by this. And so we're we're clear. You understand when this war is over, Benjamin Netanyahu is going to get fired like as fast as you can say hello. He's gone, gone. So we're all perfectly clear because this happened on his watch. The Israelis are going to say, now that this is done, you got to go. First, we take care of the problem, which is exactly why you can't allow a permanent ceasefire. You can't do it. You can't worry about the rest of the world. You have to worry about survival. You have a nation in Israel that's actually together on this subject. They've said enough, Dayenu, enough. And now you're going to let Hamas dictate their survival and your lack thereof? Nah. I know what the pressure is going to be. But the pressure is coming from people who side with terrorists. So what does their pressure really matter? One of the worst things to realize is that what they call peace is not actually valuable. What it is that the squad and Piers Morgan and others seem to be desiring regarding their idea of peace doesn't actually bring it. It's 
it's it's it's a salve. It's temporarily soothing, but it doesn't solve the problem. The problem is only solved with Hamas when Hamas is destroyed. Only then can the people of Gaza live free. Only then could you approach the idea of a two-state solution. Only then do you have options. There are no options as long as Hamas exists. So anything that allows Hamas to exist is therefore wrong. And a ceasefire that allows Hamas to exist is wrong. And Israel should not do it. I'm Tony Katz. It's not that I distrust these particular polls. I just know that voters make their decisions very late in this business and they're willing to change. In fact, in a recent poll we did, um, three quarters of Donald Trump's voters in New Hampshire said they are uh, open to changing their minds between now and primary day on January 23rd. So, you know, I know everybody wants to make this race over um, now, um, but it's not over and it's, it's not even close to over. And when you look, just look at the history. Forget about predictions. Let's look at what's happened over time. Mm -hmm. And what's happened tells you that there's a long way to go here, and I like the fact that we're gaining momentum now. The idea of Chris Christie gaining momentum, I don't know what he thinks that means. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Uh, But he was giving this whole dissertation of why he's staying in the race, and his plan is to stay in the race through the convention. And the answer is, well, you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. And I think that, that that is a continual theme here. That everything can happen, why leave? Which makes the Tim Scott getting out of the race even stranger. But I think that when you're talking about Ramaswamy, Haley, DeSantis, or Christie, if Trump goes to jail, they all see an opportunity. And none of them are going to get out of the race. That's my take. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care. Take care.